0: Uh Uh-oh. Here comes a flock of wah
1: This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at NerdyLegion.com. Enjoy the show!
0: The Ultimate Marvel Podcast.
1: Maybe Jesus was black. Maybe Jesus had red. Spider-Man should be black. I vote for Glover instead. Jesus was black. Maybe Jesus had trained. Spider Man should be black. I vote for Glover instead. Glover instead. Like was up?
0: Alright, you ready? Yeah. You can go. Unless you don't want to. Right. I don't care.
1: Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December the 5th, almost Christmas time. And today we're talking about Daredevil controversial cancellation. Captain Marvel trailer came out so we'll we'll hit on that and uh, I think we're going to review some of our favorite I use favorite loosely because it may not be our favorite, but a few comics I think we're going to talk about Avengers issue 700 spider event that's going on. Shuri and also uh what was the other one I said? Oh, Black Order. I wanted to mention as well. But before we do that, I'm Jack and this is Ronnie with me. What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? What's new with you?
0: It's New Comic Book Day. So, it, it is. Lots lots of new comics.
1: And we uh record on Wednesdays, which means the new, we never get to review the new comics.
0: Yeah. Which Unless we were like a week behind, but then it'd be old news, right?
1: <laughs> right. Or in the case of Avenger 700, like two <laughs> to three weeks behind, which I yeah. would normally just ignore, but I'll, it's sort of a monumental issue, so I wanted to bring it up.
0: Yeah. We can just cherry pick like we normally do is fine.
1: Yeah. I had something cool this past weekend that's Marvel-related happened to me. Um, I finished Spider-Man on PS4. Oh, that's cool. Which... I'm gonna go ahead and say is the game of the year, and really, well, I should preface that by saying I'm not a gamer. I know the God of War I was told was great. I haven't even played that, and if I get one or two games in a year, that's pretty good for me. Um, but I've played a few really good games, and I know I know this game is good not just on my own opinion, but because I know people that are like serious gamers that love it. Like it's just oh. really well done. It's a great story, great interaction, great like cinematic cutscenes and the fighting. So I don't feel too off base saying game of the year. Yeah.
0: That's what I've heard as well. And I see tons of people, like creators, famous people, celebs, every every average Joe like you and I. Yeah. Like tweeting about it. Which is cool because uh this week or next week, this week, the new Spider-Man movie, animated movie, comes out. Right. Which I think looks pretty awesome too.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I, I'm I don't I'm not big for animation stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't watch any of it. But I'm going to go see that.
0: Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse and that it's called?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, a little bit of a Spider-Ged maybe a. Yeah. Tie-in. Yeah. yeah um, looks like it but uh S- spider-man is amazing and the villains are awesome it has a really i could almost see like them doing a movie of the story they play a lot on on old ideas it's 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 familiar if you read the comics and you know spider-man it's familiar but then they do some new things too um okay miles morales is in it which historically he shouldn't be because it's not a multi-dimensional game right right um but that's okay uh, but yeah. it, every villain you fight is. Have you seen the game? Uh, I've seen clips and stuff. Okay.
0: From the internet. I haven't
1: actually physically seen it. Yeah, it's cool. the 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 way you move around, like your typical your typical games, you're moving around like, you know, by foot or in some sort of vehicle or horseback or yeah. something. Horizon Zero Dawn was another game I loved, and you can you're either on foot or you're riding a machine. But this one is different because you're. You're, uh you're you know you're webbing all through wherever you want to go I mean spider-man can walk but it's really slow uh, where you can go all through New York City just webbing around and it's really like s- like sort of satisfactional doing it just the way he flows in between buildings and stuff it's it's a lot of fun even without playing the game um, yeah. and I, I got I,
0: I own it I just oh, haven't had a chance to because I know how Obsessive, I will be with it if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, so I don't want to pick it up and play it for 30 minutes or whatever, right? And then put it down and then might not get to it and for three or four more days. Yeah, but I have a holiday break coming up, so I'm looking forward to diving into it then.
1: Well, I don't know if you're one of the see some people like to do every little thing in the game, and I'm not like that, I get really impatient. So, I want to kind of speed through the story as fast as I can, Um, which is what I did. What I sort of did with this at the beginning, I was doing some of the side missions. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you do that stuff, like you could play this forever. But if you just go through the story, it's really not that long of a game, it it was much shorter than uh, Horizon was. Um, So, now that you've beat the
0: story mode, quote unquote, game part of the game will you go back and do the side missions or are you done, are you done with it
1: I sat down with it once after I finished and and did that it's 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 still a lot to do I mean there's a lot of there's there's a lot of battles that you can still get into there's like puzzles and stuff that have to be solved and um, I mean every piece of it is sort of a it's not just the same sort of action and skill set throughout the game it it changes up from thing to thing so there I mean there's a ton of stuff you could do Um,
0: so how, what, how, uh, what percent are you done with the story mode? So there's until you're like at a hundred, like you beat the story mode. So are you at 50% now and there's 50% side missions left or.
1: So I didn't understand this at first, but so it gives you a percent as you play the game, how far along you are. And mine was, mine said 58%. And it was okay. going really slow. Every time I'd beat a, beat like a, another boss, it would give me like four percent. I'm like, man, this is going to take forever. But then it ended for me around sixty percent. So I assume okay. the percent has to do with, like, doing everything in the game, right? Which right. I, I wasn't. I was at first, but then I, I stopped. So I think if, the story is probably just like half of the, percentage. Okay. Okay. I would imagine somewhere around there. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I haven't made up my mind what I'll do. Like, because usually I'm with you, and like I'll uh, just finish the game, Mm -hmm. the main part of the game first, and then go back. And then if I don't go back, then you know I don't. Yeah. But I don't know. Since it's Spidey, I might, I might just take my time, and you know I'll have like a week and a half. So.
1: Well, the thing is, if you complete the side missions, you can get, like, better suits and better weapons. Uh, oh, he has, like, the high-tech spider suits, so you can add different types of webs and, and weaponry okay. and um, if, if you care to. Okay. Um, but I also I got my kids, like, the PS, PS4 uh, virtual reality headset for Christmas, yep. which they don't know about yet, but I've been taking it out at night after they go to bed to play with it. And there's a Spider-Man simulator on it, which okay. is it's it's really basic, like it doesn't do a whole lot, but it's it's really cool. And uh, like one of the limitations I'm figuring out with uh, virtual reality is walking around just isn't very good. There's there's not an easy way to do it. If you're using like the if you're using like the controller, it makes more sense because you walk around like you would in a game. But some of them there's these uh, two two joysticks you hold in your hands that simulate your arm movements and some okay. of them you walk around like that which is stupid uh but with spider-man i could see where it would make so much sense to be able to swing around town in virtual reality because you don't have to walk you're using your arms which is right. you're already using in a lot of these games um right. so i could see that being really cool yeah, yeah. if they decided to do it, out it- I haven't checked out any of the
0: VR stuff. Or the boys are pretty much older, so that's not really something that
1: they're not. Into, they're not. They're not interested in that at all.
0: Yeah. No. Huh. Yeah. Right now, for them, and I guess it has been for a couple of years now. It's they don't even like story mode, single player stuff. It's always multiplayer, whatever. Huh. Right. You know, from Fortnite to Halo to Call of Duty to yeah. uh, Mag, I think was one of them. Yeah where it's like a huge like 48 player team thing yeah and then yeah
1: yeah it seems like that's what i've heard that everything's multiplayer now that's the new that's the hot thing yeah. which is seems kind of sad to me because now the stories on some of these games are getting really good and i'm getting older so i'm not good enough to play multiplayer with all the kids online because when i do yep. i just get i just get clobbered um yeah. so like yep. Putting on a like a story or a campaign mode on a game and setting it to the easy level is more my speed. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm with you on that. I'd rather have a good story and figure that out than yeah going in there and you know spawning and dying and spawning and
1: dying. I had to do there. that a few times with Spider-Man where I'd get in the fight. You know, and like it took me ten or fifteen times to. To beat the guy, and I was getting frustrated because I'm like, I'm on freaking easy mode. Why is why yeah. is it so hard?
0: Yeah, and then you know a sixty dollar controller accidentally gets spiked on the floor.
1: You know, cause <laughs> you get, oh man! Um, <laughs> in other news, the Captain Marvel trailer came out. Yeah, and I'm sure so you've seen second it. One. The second it's trailer, yeah, sure. yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, couple. To- I've seen it a couple times now, and I played it for Ethan.
0: Yep, I've watched it t- twice, I think.
1: So your quick reaction, thumbs up, thumbs down.
0: Uh, I didn't like this one as much as I did the very first one that came out. Um, I th- it kind of th- did the opposite for me, yeah. honestly. Like, the first one came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, now I'm pumped and ready to watch it, and I wasn't even into it anymore, you know? But mm-hmm. now, after seeing the trailer, it looks pretty awesome. And then, now seeing the second one it's kind of it feels like something new but something old as well Hmm. if that makes sense
1: yeah so they fleshed out her origin i think a little bit more which i guess we kind of already we already knew um the first one it seemed like it was more just like they were showing the character and we didn't really know what her deal was and why she was confused about where she was from right whereas this one it made it obvious like, okay, she's part Kree and she's fighting Skrulls. Um, so, what,
0: what about you? What about your first reaction of the naval trailer?
1: So, neither of them moved the needle for me very much. Okay. But I think the second one made me a little bit more interested in the, the movie. <clears throat> okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, for one, it's clearly like there's a deep, like, cosmic element to this. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, is always I'm always into the cosmic stories. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought from the initial very early stuff we heard about it, it was going to be set in the '90s, and I thought it was going to be one of these you know flashback Marvel stories where we see you know '90s culture around and they make fun of that, and that was going to be the bulk of it. But now I think it's a lot more cosmic than maybe what I initially thought. Okay. Um.
0: But, but still '90s, so.
1: But, yeah, it's still in the 90s, but once you get out in space, who cares? Like, there's, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're on Earth, there'll be yeah. the cultural flashbacks. Right, yeah. Um, but, I'll, but I'll tell you, there's one thing that really has me interested. And I think if, unless you've read the Captain Marvel comics, the recent Captain Marvel comics, like the Carol Danvers stuff that has come out lately, I don't yeah. think this you would even notice this. So there's that scene at the end of the trailer where Flurry is flurry where fury is sitting on the floor petting a cat and they just make it like this little humorous thing where he's you know he's this tough guy but yet here he is being all friendly with a cat and then she rolls her eyes or whatever and it's just like a funny little scene and i think the majority of the people that watch the trailer just say okay yeah that was cute whatever and, and don't think anything about it but if you've read the comics there's like a deeper story around her cat uh do you know where i'm going with yeah. this? Yeah. So, and I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. So, if you're really weird about spoilers, jump ahead a couple minutes. But I think this is, I'm really curious what they do with this. But in the comics, um, oh man, it's, I can't remember who, wh- which, which comic it was, um, who the writer was, but it was about five years ago. Uh, there was a story with, uh, where she's on her ship and she has her cat, which its name is Chewie, with her and uh, Rocket's there, Rocket the Raccoon's there, and he's, he's, like, has a serious mission to, like, kill her cat because he's saying it's this dangerous alien species called a Flurkin, which, when you read it, you're like, okay, this is just Rocket being stupid. Like, he does stupid stuff like that all the time, and obviously she doesn't want him to kill her cat, so she stops him from killing her cat, but he's adamant that, like, we have to do this or else it's going to lay eggs everywhere and kill us all. And she's like, "You're stupid." I mean, that's ridiculous. This is my cat. Don't touch it. Um, and then at the end of the story, <laughs> Rocket ends up being right, and the cat is a Flurkin, which is like this alien species that looks just like a hum- uh, uh, Earth cat, except it lay it can lay like hundreds of eggs, and it has these tentacles that like can come out of its mouth and consume objects that are much larger than it. Um right. so if that and, if her, and the
0: writer of that story was
1: Kelly Sue. Donick.
0: Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. she's also the executive producer of the movie. Mm. Or they asked her for whatever it is, advisor or you know.
1: Awesome. Well then, like, then it's well, most definitely a Florkin.
0: You would think so, yeah. I or mean, maybe well, just maybe just one of those hidden Easter egg like things, like, oh, like the super fans oh we actually know what's going on there
1: yeah yeah i like it when they do that but i hope when the movie i hope that's just a easter egg for the trailer i hope when they uh, when the movie happens i hope it actually has some like some scenes where it's you know getting like badass alien on somebody yeah Yeah. and and it almost made me wish like they could uh cameo rocket in just to replay that whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah That would be fun. Yeah, which I don't know. Maybe that would be too silly for this, but uh, I I would love to see that if they did.
0: Like I said, news is cool. Marvel's trolling us about the new Avengers 4 trailer, it seems like. Yeah. Because it It seems like, oh, it's coming out this day and then it doesn't, and then, oh, it's coming out this day and it doesn't.
1: They they do crap like that to build anticipation. Yeah. Uh, But... I never like really them. know if it's them or if it's just, like, fans, because we'll, we'll like, put out rumors about anything.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. But this one debuted on Monday Night Football, right? Captain Marvel? Yeah. So, do you think Monday Night Football coming up will have the Avengers 4 one?
1: At this point, I don't know, man, because every time they somebody <laughs> has a date, it gets pushed back. It's happened, like, four or five times now. So, I don't yeah. believe anything. Yeah. Um... I just assume one morning I'll wake up and it'll be posted on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but now, so you have reason to believe you know what the title is of the movie?
0: Well, I thought that they announced it on Good Morning America the other day for whatever reason. I mean, why would you yeah. announce it on Good Morning America? But I thought I saw tweets about it and then I went back and they're like... Because it was rumored to be that's where they were going to announce the title for it and then show the trailer. Yeah. And then people were making fun of it because they didn't ma- um, show the trailer, but they announced the title. And then you and I were talking about it, and there was nothing like official for it. Everything was still Yeah. rumors about it. But the rumored title is Avengers Annihilation. Yeah. Which,
1: which is... I've heard that would up, uh, get but fans just, excited, yeah. I think.
0: But if you, like, if that, I, I mean, I go into a movie and I know that there's going to be comic story and comic book Easter eggs in there, but, like, Annihilation is one of my favorite cosmic events.
1: Mm-hmm. So... And it's not an Avengers event. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Because we had this conversation... Because I was sort of weird about doing Infinity War, and that wasn't an Avengers event either.
0: Right. So it's, well, and it it can go back to, like, Civil War, too, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's obviously, both of those titles are comic book events. Yeah. So if it's played out nicely, or if it makes sense to borrow some things from that story, then cool. Because I mean, we might get Silver Surfer, yeah, from that, to or um, you know, maybe even the Fantastic Four, even, yeah, which is up in the air at this point. But it kind of worries me a little bit. Like if they take parts of Annihilation comic book story and meld it into or mold it into mm-hmm. the MCU, then okay, but. Like I said, that's it's tough for me because like that's one of my favorite cosmic events in the books, so I don't want them to like I'd rather them not even touch it. Yeah. Than if they're not gonna do and I know there's people out there that don't want what you read in the comic like portrayed on the screen, like mm-hmm. verbatim. But like if they're not gonna do that, I almost not want them to do it. For that story.
1: I think it's weird though, because like, there's this. So, the other rumor is that it's set five years in the future, which sort of throws a wrench into the idea that this is a sequel to Infinity War and that will tie up loose ends with Infinity War because we know there's characters that are dead that have movies coming out. Right. And it's like, are you going to make all these new movies set in the past? Mm-hmm. Which is unlikely. Right. So, at some point, they have to address these dead characters. And I was thinking, you know, they, they, they did the whole Captain Marvel plug at the, with uh, Fury uh, when he was fading away, where he had showed her on his pager, which sort of implied that, hey, maybe she can be a solution to this problem. And then they introduced her right after the movie in her own movie. Right. It just made sense that, you know, the next movie could have something to do with her cleaning this up. Um, and I was even wondering maybe if you know they're introducing the Kree and the scroll if they could get involved in stopping Thanos and reversing some of this Um, it feels like the rumors feel like that's not the case though that this is something to do with this annihilation story and it's set in the future but I don't know something's gotta give that doesn't make sense either because you can't just leave all these characters
0: dead dangling
1: yeah right so yeah something we don't know
0: yeah well and like as we know like some of the characters contracts are up right or the actors for the characters so to make it cosmic or even and i thought like secret invasion would be a great way to bring in new actors for different Mm -hmm. characters yeah because i mean we were mind tricked the whole time
1: right you know I'm i'm fine with them like uh they want to kill off the Avengers. We've had we've had so many of those stories, which I know some fans would scoff at. But but yeah. like the Black Panther, he was just introduced and it was like you know groundbreaking blockbuster right. numbers. And right. Spider Man isn't that. I mean, he's a kid and his contract's not up. Right. Um, so those two seem like they need to be a part of the whatever they do going forward. Um, right. They're talking about a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um.
0: Do you think, also they're talking about, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but to like transition to the other stuff, um, they're talking about a Shang-Chi
1: movie. Did you see that? Oh, I, I didn't see that. I'm not sure if I saw that or not, but I would love that.
0: Yeah, because it, uh, they're billing it as like the first lead Asian Marvel superhero.
1: Yeah. What and some so, people wanted from Iron Fist. Yeah, right. Which I would love I would love to our that. other news. Yeah, I've always loved Shang Chi. So yeah, um, not very cosmic, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, that's how
1: <laughs> yeah diverse Phase by it.
0: Four was. Yeah. There was some Earth stuff and some cosmic stuff.
1: Uh, but speaking of Iron Fist, mm hmm, it that that show's dead. So mm-hmm. it it dropped uh, a couple weeks ago. I think that Luke Cage and Iron Fist were being canceled. Yeah which some fans were upset about but I think like the majority of us were sort of like okay we get it like I yeah. mean Iron Fist especially season 1 didn't people didn't a lot of people didn't like it season right. 2 was better but at that point a lot of people had sort of jumped off the ship right uh Luke Cage like people liked but it was like seemed like people were hit or miss some people liked it some people don't yeah. none, none of them I don't think any of the shows have had the overall support that daredevil had like when it came out people were really excited about it um i agree so those were canceled and i was like whatever maybe it's ratings some people were saying oh the ratings are down so it makes sense but then last week they announced that daredevil would be canceled also and that's what i wanted to talk with you about because this really has me confused because i know so i heard that the week one viewership for daredevil season three was down from daredevil season two. Mm -hmm. However, when I started looking into the numbers, daredevil season two was, uh, they said the most watched Netflix show, uh, within 30 days, within the first 30 days, it was the most watched Netflix show, I think either ever or for that year. Um, and in 2000, just last year, You gotta gotta piece this stuff together because Netflix doesn't release their actual numbers. Right. Um, But they did release the most watched shows of 2017, and Iron Fist, the one that got the worst reviews, was number was six. Yeah. Uh, Which keep in mind, like Netflix puts out, I read about 120 or more original series and movies per year. I mean they put out a lot of content. So being six, even if it's you know, down yeah. in ratings and it's, you know, it's still like pretty good. Yeah. Um. And this. so then when D- Daredevil is canceled, I was reading about this and I think the guy's name is Sam Ernst. That's like the lead writer on Daredevil. He said, everybody, all of the Marvel execs were just completely shocked. Like they were blindsided by this and they were actually already in the process of laying out season four. Like they right. have season four. On paper and they're trying to finalize that when they got the the word of this um, and their reaction to me doesn't sound like executives that are watching the bottom line care about budget care about profits for them to be so surprised that their show is canceled is 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 just weird to me so I, I sort of feel like there's a little bit All more read, going on here recent than just article ratings on Forbes? say what Go ahead. well I
0: I read a recent article on Forbes,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so, okay, this is quote-unquote from the article, okay? Okay. Demand for the Sightless Superhero series was surpassed only by three shows from Netflix for the week ending December 1st. Number one was Narcos. Okay. Number two was The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. (laughs) Okay. And three was Stranger Things.
1: Okay. So Daredevil's then, still running Daredevil. about f- the top 5 for them. Yeah. Yeah. So then why do you think let's just let's let's assume for a second uh, cuz we don't know the exact numbers but let's assume the ratings for Daredevil in season 3 are fine and it's profitable. Why did they do this?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean that's a good question. That's a question everybody's asking right now. Yeah. Because you know the first thought was when Luke Cage and Iron Fist got canceled, everybody's like, oh, well, Disney has their own streaming app, and blah, blah, Mm blah. Well, since it got canceled on Netflix, Marvel's came out, or Disney's came out, and said that it won't renew on the Disney Plus app, either. So, right, but we will see some of these heroes again, which and I think in the article that I read, it was Daredevil. Right. That they announced and then they said, and other characters. So, Which
1: we don't know if that means the show, if that means the cast, or if that just means Daredevil will be back in some fashion.
0: Right. So is some form of Daredevil, whether it's Charlie Cox or not, going to show up on Agents? Um, Is he going to show up in the MCU? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, everything right now is dead in the water.
1: Yeah. Huh. You could pull him into the whole Kevin... F- Fiji like yeah role yeah. of things because he was never uh happy about the Netflix shows anyways they were right. always butting heads so maybe you could just uh take that character somewhere else now that he's that's more in line yeah. with what he wants to do right but again that's all speculation and uh I keep reading fans online posting theories and like everybody's so convinced that they know why yeah. things are happening the way they are and what the reason is and I'm like come on like you don't win an award for being the most in fan form like we're all reading the same like you know beat writer you know bs that they don't even know for sure what they're talking about so but we'll see yep we'll see we know i think we're i think it's safe to say they're not going to be on disney plus though um i was thinking like to me kind of hulu would make sense to pick up you know something like daredevil because i know they have decent content but it's not on par with like netflix right um, and, and
0: also, Marvel owns a share in Hulu,
1: right? Uh, and and we haven't heard anything like publicly about that angle. No. So, but yeah. I don't know if there's any interest or not.
0: So that that only brings up the question: Like, Punisher is coming out this yep. month.
1: Yep. So and is Jessica I mean, Jones season be
0: canceled. three? Yeah. And Jessica Jones, are they going to be canceled?
1: I think that I think I mean I think they already that's already the uh, or at least it's already assumed, right? Yeah. I
0: don't know. I I don't know if Netflix is saying, hey, we're spending this money, you know, with this contract or whatever, production-wise, whatever, and we can be using that money on our own content. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, so my gut, what my gut tells me is Netflix wants to, they want to own their own content, right, because it's more profitable, And they've had a lot of success with certain series, and they have a ton of viewership. So they feel like, okay, we have a better model where we can just sort of control our own destiny. And there has been conflict with the Marvel and Netflix stuff. And now with Marvel saying, hey, we're going to compete directly with you. Instead of working with you, we're going to compete directly against you with our own streaming service. I don't know. Maybe that rubs somebody the wrong way. And for a number of these factors, they're just going to say, well, we'll just flex our muscles and, and be done with it, you know, and we're going to do our own thing, and you do your own thing, and we'll see who wins. Uh, that's my yeah, gut re- feeling about I, it.
0: I, I, I can see that, too, most definitely.
1: Um, I don't know. So that's that. It's yep. been, that's been a big, dramatic, like, you know, issue last week mm-hmm. or so. Uh, and, you want to go ahead?
0: No, I was just going to say, because if you don't know about it, just open social media
1: and you'll know about <laughs> right. it. Right. Go on any nerd Facebook page <laughs> yeah. and you'll hear, you'll hear more than you want to hear. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some comics? Let's do it. Uh, can we talk about Avengers? Go for it. Lead so two or three weeks ago, issue 700 came out, um, which is sort of a landmark issue for the title. And it was really like issue what was it issue ten for the current current run? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it's issue ten for uh, Jason Aaron's run on the Avengers, but it's seven seven hundred overall. So they did this like big issue, like they do this heavy packed issue. It's longer than most, and it it covers a lot of ground, a lot of different characters, and it sets up. Uh, other stories that I think will fall outside of this series, which they've done with Jason Aaron uh, in the past. Um, so I'm, I'm going to recap it just real quick. And I'll try to be brief about it because I think uh, a lot happened. Um, but the big thing with this story when it starts is that there's it introduces two teams that are in opposition to the Avengers. One is Namor and his, they call him the Defenders of the Deep which is a team he's put together uh, that are capable of sort of battling the Avengers toe-to-toe. And then there's, anyways, the, the story starts and they're fighting each other. And in the middle of this fight with Moore, uh another team pops up that had been introduced in the beginning of the issue, which is sort of the Russian version of the Avengers. And they, in the middle of this battle, they kind of pop up and want to get in on things. And they're called the, uh, is it the Winter Guard? Is that who this is? Or maybe it's some variation of the Winter Guard.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's what they're called, the Winter Guard.
1: Uh, but it's a bunch of Soviet-leaning superheroes, uh, and they're there to fight Namor also. But the way the story goes, they wind up scuffling with the Avengers instead, and Norm and Namor and his guys are just like you know, they just slip away. Like like, let's get out of here. They're you know, these imbeciles are just fighting each other. Um So, and then we find out General Ross, who also earlier had a feud with Captain America because he wanted the Avengers to sort of be the national defense team uh, for America, which Cap didn't want. He said, we're going to be a global force and we're not going to be, you know, partisan like that. And Ross decides to put together his own team. There's a lot of reveals in this comic, by the way. So this is another reveal which I thought was yeah. weird, and I'm not sure I understand it yet. But he puts together his own team, and it turns out to be the Squadron Supreme, which I can't say I'm a huge fan of, but it's like this team from the 70s that's that was designed, from my understanding, really for no other purpose but to rival DC. And when you look at these characters, I mean, they have Princess Power there, who, if yeah. anyone didn't know Marvel looked at this, they would say, oh, yeah, that's Wonder Woman. I mean, she looks like verbatim Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can circle back to that. I'll just wrap up how the story, how the issue ends, though. Uh, because after all that drama subsides, we see Robbie Ray's, who's, who's Ronnie's not-so-favorite <laughs> ghostwriter. Ghost yeah. And he's also not-cosmic ghostwriter, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> um but he's at home after all the fighting and everything stops. and he's attacked by Odin out of nowhere, who looks to kill Ghost Rider, and this is the stuff I like, but this he wants to kill Ghost Rider due to like reasons that started way back in the beginning of Jason Aaron's Avengers run uh, to kind of bring all this full circle and but they kind of settle their dispute. And Odin sort of gives him like a history and wisdom lesson instead. Um, and then fast forward, we also see, completely unrelated to this other stuff, there's a scene with Logan and Loki teaming up, um, which kind of sets up. So there's a new issue, Wolverine Infinity Watch title, which we can talk about. But there's a Infinity Watch coming out. that's. It looks like it's centered around Wolverine which I'm nervously kind of anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that scene in Avengers does nothing but set up that issue. Um, and then the whole thing ends with, uh, who was it? The Wasp. Yeah. Being chased by bats in Transylvania, and she flies into Castlevania, uh, Ca- uh, Castle uh, Dracula in yeah. search of someone important that we don't know who it is, but when she finally finds the target, it's Blade. And she right. recruits him to join the Avengers, which he's all for. Um, yep. So, and that's the story, which I went through really fast. It's actually really long and goes in a lot of different directions that don't necessarily always tie together. Um, what was your thoughts, Ronnie Barron? Um,
0: <laughs> overall, I thought it was I thought it was really good. There's some parts that didn't intrigue me as much, but overall, I think. Um, Like, if I had to give it a rating, like, I'd give it probably a three and a half out of five, I would say. Okay. And, and just because, like, like the Blade part intrigued me. The Squadron Supreme part intrigued me. But other stuff didn't really... Like, the Loki and Wolverine part, I could do with or without, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, you know, and um, the Russian, the Winter Guard part, it was... I mean, it is what it is, yeah like, like that uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems like there's just different versions of the Avengers, right. whether you're Russian or you're out in space and you're called the Squadron Supreme or you know whatever, yeah,
1: and that's what it seems so, like they're doing they're they're building these Avenger like teams mm-hmm. in different areas,
0: yeah, kind of like the u s Avengers was
1: right. So you got a team in the ocean now. You got a team in space. You got a team in Russia, and then you got the the Avengers proper group.
0: Right, and then you have the Avengers team that's in Transylvania, going after the vampires.
1: Oh, is that a team? I must have forgot well, that.
0: All well, I, I mean, remember it was wasp. Well, well, that's why wasp wasp was on the run from the bad vampires, right? Yeah. And so that's why she went to go get Blade.
1: Okay, I thought she was just kind of on a one-off mission to recruit him.
0: I mean, that's how I read it. I mean, it could just be like a one-off thing, but I thought there was something upheaval or something over there with the vampires.
1: Yeah. I'm interested in Blade's return. Yeah. And uh, I like the way he was drawn on this issue. He looks really badass.
0: Yeah, the art. Throughout the whole book was fantastic. I think.
1: Yeah, which it should be for an Avengers book. Yeah. Um, I love Ghost Rider's in- inclusion on the team, which I know you like. You're not crazy about. I think he's. Right. A, I think he's a nice like. I think I like his addition because he's not just another like uh you know, punch pound people into the ground like, character, um, right. which a lot of them are. Like he has yeah. his own cosmic you know, uh, powers that are unique to anything else on the team. Um, yeah.
0: And Odin was from Avengers 1 million BC or whatever it's called.
1: Was Was he from 1 million BC?
0: Yeah, because he was there and then, you know, the Phoenix Force was there and then there's the version of the star brand and then there's the version right. of the Ghost Rider.
1: Yeah, in the first issue. Yeah. But I didn't know if he was, like, are you saying like he time traveled to hear from then, or he's uh, just remembering?
0: That's what. Uh, that's what I. I assumed he time traveled, hmm. kind of a la cable style, to take care of a threat before it happened in his time.
1: I thought this was just him remembering problems that he caused millions of years ago and trying to deal uh, with it now. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd give this a. I'd give this for me. It was a four. Four point five out of five. Okay. I, I loved every single thing. I love everything a single thing about it. Uh I like the characters. I, I don't like the squadron supreme, but they were only on like one page. Um we'll see what happens with that. Other than that, man, I I, I loved it all. I love the way I always like the way Jason Aaron rides. He's a, he's almost always a hit for me. Um so next up next up, we can go through these last ones I think pretty quick. But uh, let's talk about Spider-Geddon real quick. Because you had mentioned that before, and I hadn't read it. Um, I've had a chance to sort of uh, catch up on it. Um, and, yep. and let me tell you, I read Issue Zero, and I, I loved Issue Zero. Uh, I was thinking to myself after I read it, like I, I felt like Christos Cage could write a very good Peter Parker, and I would be very happy reading that. And to, to make it even better... Clayton Crane did the art on the just on the zero issue, so I was reading it at first before I realized it was his art. Thinking like, man, this looks like a lot like Rye. Do you remember his run on Rye? And it had all the high tech cityscapes in the background.
0: Yeah, his run on Rye was fantastic.
1: Yeah, Uh, this is a lot brighter than that. But other than that, it reminded me a lot of it. And then I realized, and then I was had this big disappointment when I realized he was only doing the issue zero. So then I read issue number one and two, and I just wasn't as into it as I was in issue zero. And I promise you, I did not look... I just assumed Cage was writing the whole series because I saw him on the cover of issue zero. And I was like, man, I enjoyed the zero. Why am I not enjoying these? And then I looked at the cover again, and I realized, oh, my favorite writer, Dan Slott, has joined in on this. And I don't know if it's because of him or not, but... um, (laughs) I don't know, man. It just—it's how is this different from Spider Verse? Like the—it's the new
0: chapter. It's like the sequel for Spider Verse.
1: It seems like the same story though, except kind of silly. Yeah. Are you enjoying it?
0: Like I don't know. I I really like, really, truly love the Spider Verse story, and then with the Inheritors coming back, it kind of adds that another chapter because you know that the threat's still out there. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How would you rate it, the series so uh, far? For me,
0: the whole, like, the Spider-Geddon and the Spider-Geddon tie-ins, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. So
1: huh.
0: I'm going to give it a solid four, for sure.
1: Wow. I think I would say a three out of five. Do you like Spa- do you like Spider-Ham?
0: Uh, he's like <laughs> Rocket to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: he's the comedy part of it, so... Oh, oh. I can take it or leave it, you know.
1: I feel like, I think more like Howard the Duck when he shows up. Uh, like he, well. he offers no, he offers no value to me. Like, Rock, Rocket at least has a little bit of badass to him if he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, maybe he'll grill on me. Yeah. Um, Shuri number two, did you read, have you read Shuri? Uh, I haven't read number two, no. Um, so
0: you let, let me know. You really enjoyed the first issue.
1: Well, so can I spoil it for you? Yeah, I don't care. Um, so i want to spoil issue number two. And this, this story is really simple. Like, T'Challa is lost in space, and oh. Shuri is like, in her mind, she's one of those where science solves everything. She doesn't care about magic, superstition, whatever. Science is the only answer. And she's trying to use science to find them, but that's not going very well. And... Everybody wants to make her, uh, or no, the, the people in charge sort of want to make her Black Panther in T'Challa's absence um, to, lead the, to lead them, which she reject, which she reject, rejects. Um, so then she ends up, make a long story short, in, the, in issue two, she ends up using magic in order to teleport her soul into space to look for T'Challa. To which she finds him, but it's not, it doesn't go as well as she planned. And it's cool the way, the way they play that out turned out kind of cool because she's not a science person. And then, then, then like magic is what actually does work for her. But when she's in, when she teleports herself into space, she winds up bumping to a group of people out in space. And like, guess who it is?
0: Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Bingo. And that totally threw me off guard. First, this whole like uh, supernatural thing they did out of nowhere, where she's her soul's flying around space doing cosmic things, and uh, um, and then running into the Guardians. I had I had no intention of this turning into like a Guardians of the Galaxy space story, and we don't know where that's going to happen yet. We'll find out in issue three.
0: So, is this did it set off for you then? Like, was that like a bad point?
1: I mean, so I enjoyed Issue 1. I didn't love Issue 1, but I was liking it enough to keep reading. With Issue 2, it was sort of more the exact same thing as Issue 1, and I was okay. getting kind of bored. Uh, certain authors like Donny Cates and Jason Aaron, like even if the story isn't great, I enjoy the way they write, and it's just fun to, for me to read. I can't say like this comic is something I just enjoy to read. Like the story needs to go places to make me want to keep reading. And so I was getting bored with two, and I was starting to think, I might not keep reading this. But then when that happened at the end, yeah. it was such like a shock to me. I was like, okay, now I have to see what becomes of this in issue three. So I would say it was a good thing. Okay. I mean, it's, it's Shuri. So it's a character like I don't care about. They can right. do whatever they want with her, and I won't have a preference one way or the other. So, uh okay.
0: I see. I was just, I was just curious. Like to me, it it seemed like a young reader book, anyways.
1: Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh,
0: does it not or do you not think that?
1: I mean, I didn't feel that. No more than okay. But uh, I mean, it's not dark like the Punisher, but.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I, I didn't. I didn't mean like young reader, like as young as your kids, I guess. No. Okay. But like, uh, like teenagers, I guess. Yeah. That would just be getting into it and buying it because they saw her in the movie yeah
1: maybe oh yeah i'm sure that's why they put this out like yeah
0: well yeah
1: without Uh, a black panther movie this title doesn't happen (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um and the last one i wanted to talk about which we can just hit on briefly it was the black order number one yep i hadn't
0: read until you said that you wanted to talk about it
1: by Derek landy yeah um and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is a group of villains that I love. And I think when they show up, it's usually really good stuff's happening. Like um, uh, the Avengers No Surrender that we've been talking yeah. about lately. Yeah. That yes. Nick brought up that I think we all love that run. Yeah. Um, like, they were awesome in that. And just the, yeah. their introduction into that story just made it good. And, and then in the movie, the Infinity War movie, I loved them. Like... Uh, ebony mall was amazing to me yeah, when, I mean,
0: when they show up you know it's getting ready to hit the fan
1: right basically. which is why like i sort of was really wanted this to be good um but so what did you think um
0: it was good i i don't know like i didn't have any expectations for it yeah so like i i know how typically they're building a story right like like i just said when when you see these characters you know stuff's going down and something's gonna terribly go wrong when they show up right or has already gone terribly wrong whatever yeah. but like overall i don't know i i i didn't hype myself one way or another so it was good but it wasn't great yeah but it wasn't bad either it was just like a palate cleanser read to me which I guess I can see your point of view, like it didn't leave an impression on me one way or another. And with those characters, you should remember what what happened, you know, in detail, at least in some detail.
1: Mm -hmm. Does it make you want to read issue number two?
0: Not really. I mean, I (laughs) will. But like, it didn't like, man, I wish issue two was already out. Yeah. 'm I'm the, I'm
1: the same way yeah I'm sort of like if I read issue two, I might read it if I remember to when it comes out if I yeah. don't then i'm I'm not worried about it yeah uh, it was okay just it was just very bland to me, just nothing interesting yeah. which which is fine in one circumstance, but when it's like a a cast of characters that have so much potential I, it just i don't know I don't like it yeah, totally just, agree. D- didn't do them justice so I, I part would part. give it a two maybe out of four
0: yeah i'm just gonna say a three because i liked it you know but i mean i can live or die without it
1: yeah i'll I'll read i'll read the next one just give it a chance see where they go with it yeah so cool man anything else you want to bring up
0: no no i think next time we should talk about daredevil because the end came and then Chip the darsky is gonna start up the next run so
1: which I don't think I've read the last issue
0: shame shame
1: so I'll do that I'll make a note of it alright Devil, Daredevil's dying on all sorts of uh, levels yeah exactly it's the poor end poor guy cool man well it's been fun this is the Ultimate Marvel Podcast you can reach us on Twitter at uh, the ultimate par-, par what is it Egg parmesan par <laughs> parmesan cheese
0: pod <laughs> No. At
1: Ultimate Marv Pod There you go And I met Jack Sutherland He's at at Runbar 316 Appreciate it man See you later Maybe Jesus was black Maybe Jesus had red Spider-Man should be black I vote for Glover instead Maybe Jesus was black Maybe Jesus had red Spider-Man should be black I vote for Glover instead Glover instead Like what's so- up for more and more